I'm having my breakfast. I'm gonna drink my juice, my smoothie, smoothie juice, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. We're gonna talk about a lot of stuff. I'm fucking angry about some things. I'm very angry about some things, and I have every right in the world. I always have every right in the world to be whatever I am. And right now, I'm angry about a lot of things. Seraphim, again, are disrespecting my children. They, look, they, look, okay, they, they're disrespecting my son, Jesus Christ, but they're doing it in a different way than they disrespected my son, Kim Garam. They filmed this music video in a church, and they're acting like fucking trash whores. They're, they look like trash whores. They're very pretty. But they still are acting and dancing like trash whores. There's no, there's no way around it. Even the people that love them, they're all over, you know, TikTok, everything. And they're all over TikTok and they're calling me, you know, oh yeah, they're beautiful and hot and sexy. But yeah, trash whores. They look like trash whores. They're dancing like trash whores. They're trash whores. And they've replaced, look, I don't like the cross because it's a symbol of the death of my son, it's a reminder of the pain. We all know this. But these bitches replaced the cross with their silly little... They put it there, okay? So e even though I don't like the cross, I don't like the disrespect to the millions and millions, the, you know, over a billion Christians who... Look, they love my son. They love my son, and they think it's right to show the cross and do all this. And I don't like it. I don't love it. It hurts me. But I know that the vast majority of Christians, of Catholics, of a lot of these sects are coming from the right place. They're coming from a place of love for my son. They've just been misguided by other religions, and... You know, that's the reality reality of it. That's the reality of it. But these bitches, they're dancing in the church and they're replacing the cross again with their stupid fucking squashed squiggly X logo. And they look like fucking trash whores. They are trash whores. Very beautiful, very beautiful. But they're wearing they're wearing their underwear, some of them. And it's all on show. And so, so much skin. I love skin. Nothing wrong with skin. But when you're showing that much skin and you're flopping your ass and titties around in a church like that, it's disrespectful. If it were to happen at one of my churches of the Church of Brad, I would be, you know, I'd be even more angry. But I'm still angry. I'm angry for, 
you know, my misguided brothers and sisters in, uh, you know, the Christians, religions, the Christian religions out there, these other religions, I'm, I'm upset about it, you know, I'm angry about it, and again, like, maybe it's the girls, but is it, it's not like these, these girls are pawns, man, they're fucking pawns, they're performers, and yeah, they could have raised their voices, and they could have themselves had a bit of a brain in there, and demanded that things are changed around, and maybe even some of this shit was their idea, who knows, but really, the main culprit behind it all is Hybe Corporation, Hybe Corporation, as we know, put my son, Kim Garam, in Le Seraphim, and they kicked us straight out, they knew that, they knew about the bullying allegations, these allegations, they knew about them, of course they fucking did, they put her in there, and then they kicked her out of Le Seraphim straight away. Because they wanted the attention. They wanted everyone to be hearing Le Seraphim when they launched. And it worked. And they used my son, my beautiful son, Kim Garam. And they hurt her deeply. They deeply hurt her. Now, she's on them. She's already mended. I was going to say she's on the mend. She's fucking mended. It's fucking trash juice. Because it's all trash. These people are all trash. It's trash juice. It's gutter water. It's fucking... It's toilet liquid flowing off her back. Because Kim Garam is my son, and she's very strong. And she bounced back straight away. Fuck them. Fuck Hybe Corporation. They will forever be an enemy of the sui generis. And they will forever be an enemy of the Church of Brat. They, they will be. They'll be... Me enemy forever. They'll be our enemy forever. We fucking don't like them very much. I'm gonna drink some of my smoothie now. Is this a smoothie? Or is it juice? It has the consistency of juice. Uh, but it was, you know, I, I suppose. I suppose, of course. It's true. So that's that's. Should we listen to the song? Look, it's a great song. These they these bitches they make great songs. It's very addictive. It gets in your head. They know what they're fucking doing. It's a great song. They, they're great at what they do. 
they're great at what they do, but at the same time, fuck them. Fuck them. And they're great at getting attention as well. They are. I'm talking about them. But I don't think they're going to last very long. I don't think they're going to last, you know, the way the goal of every great musician, every great group should be to last in the fu- into the future, to make great music that lasts. And I don't get that from them. I've, I think, look, they do make great music, but at the same time, it's music that's very, you know, pocketed. It's encapsulated, and it won't spread forward in time. It's great when it comes out and it gets in your head, but they're not songs where, you know, months later, years later, you go, ah, gotta listen to that fucking song. Gotta listen to that song, man. It's just not that. They're not classics. These bitches make great music for, like, TikTok and for, um, I don't know, maybe master. I've never done this, but maybe masturbating over. You know, masturbating. Playing with your penis. Playing with your vagina. Doing that. Maybe fucking music. I don't think it's fucking music, actually. I would have said fucking music. I don't think it's fucking music. It's a bit too... (laughs) Lemony, if that makes sense. It's a bit too lemony to be fucking music. Distracting. It's a bit distracting. Yeah. Yeah, And not in a positive way. Yeah. But look, they're not classics. It's great music for the now. They're bangers for now. But they're not bangers forever. When I was in the Philippines. When I was in the Philippines, like last month, um... Yes, fucking. This was in. This was in December, actually. This was in uh, in Manila. I just fucking. You walk in. Walk into a McDonald's. I walk into a fast food restaurant, and they've got real bangers on. They've got the real classics on. The 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 music that when you hear it, everybody wants to fucking sing along while they're eating their fucking burger, eating their fries. They want to sing along to it. And even if they're not singing along to it, uh, out publicly, in the fucking head, we're all singing into it, you know, because we're fucking, they're classics. And the Filipinos, it's, it, you walk into a lot of places, malls, you know, just walking down the fucking street, walking down the street, you hear hotels, you fucking hear just bangers, classics everywhere in the Philippines. And I think... In 30 years, and even longer than that, a hundred years, a thousand years, Lithotham is going to be, you know, playing in these places, and people instantly know the words, know the song. It's not going to be that way for them. They make classics for, like, you know, a random Thursday morning. That's what they do. (laughs) They make classics for the here and now. And that's it. But yeah, stop disrespecting religion. Stop disrespecting religions that I have issues with. But that, for the most part, are, you know, they they love my son. They do love my son. And they are, you know... They're they're doing things. They're believing their things. 
that they believe and it's my job to convert them and bring them over to the truth but yeah like you fucking people hierarchy operation you don't love my son jesus christ and you do not love my son kim garam of course you fucking don't you are all pieces of shit pieces of shit you're just pieces of shit all right i'm gonna finish my juice and uh then we're gonna talk about <laughs> talk about some other things that piss me off annoying me this is what absolute cowardice sounds like this is what it sounds like The situation is hopeless for them. I mean, it's really one of their... They would be lucky if they have the same amount of territory today, even if we were to ship them millions of shells. And then, right. you know, how many tens of thousands of people would be dead in the meantime of their own citizenry? And you know, fundamentally, what we're talking about is kind of restructuring the entire West's economy mm-hmm. to produce munitions so that this war can just go on forever. forever. Yes, that exactly. make, Like, who does that make sense to? Thank you. This is two countries... Right that are fighting over territory between them, mm-hmm. work something out here. You, this, this is beyond the capacity of our international rules-based order to sort out? You, are you kidding me? Of course not. You know, all it would take is literally a phone call from President Biden. I, you can ask Viktor Orban yeah. of Hungary. He said that. He goes, look, you, you guys are the ones who can figure yeah. it out. You guys, so, Yeah, he right. said this will not be negotiated between Ukraine and Russia. This is going to be between Washington and Moscow. And President Putin made that clear in his uh, Tucker interview. If he's, Let's find out if he's lying. We don't know. You know we have no idea. Of course, it was out- rejected completely out of hand. The reason, again, I'm spending time here is you need to know the reality. It's not, there's no secret artillery. There's no secret weapons that are just hanging out there. And if there were, why would we send them to Ukraine? You want to drain us to the zero to send them so that? Then, then when Fika? we attack the cartels, the cartels right. invade us and they just conquer us. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a joke. It's true. It's not even just cartels. I mean, who knows? There's so many different flashpoints across Canada. the globe. Uh, I would I would be remiss if I didn't say if you're a pro-Israel person, the Israelis guess what artillery they. This breaking point show, the absolute cowardice of saying this. That, oh, I fucking. Like, this is a war! You fucking dipshits! This is a war. In a war, one side. Look, Russia attacked Ukraine. Russia attacked Ukraine. Okay, so it's Ukraine's responsibility as a country, as a people. To fight the fuck back. And we, and we in the Freedom Club, and the Freedom Club has a responsibility to help Ukraine push back Russia and prevent Russia from taking Ukraine. Because it's in the Freedom Club's self-interest to do that. And these people, these fucking, this kidnapped prick, this fucking Kidnapped prick, Sagar. Kidnapped by Kyle Kuklinski-Linksky's cunt wife. And this Ryan Grimm cunt. Like, you realize, like, you are the fucking cowards, right? You are the cowards of this story in history. Oh, oh, what the fucking... Oh, this is beyond our international rules-based order to sort something out? The international rules-based order broke down when Russia invaded Ukraine.
okay? The international rules-based order is that, okay, if a country, big old country, you fight back. You fight back. And yeah, there's hypocrisy all over the place. You talk about Iraq, you can talk about other things. But you should be supporting the Freedom Club, okay? It's not perfect, it's not, but it's better than the alternative. It's better than fucking Russia. It's better than living in these kind of fucking countries. It is. Okay? I've been to many countries outside of the Freedom Club. Alright? The Freedom Club is better. It's fun for the novelty. It's fun for a few days, a few weeks, maybe even a few months. But, yeah. Freedom Club is the Freedom Club. And that's the club we have to be supporting. And when Russia takes over Ukraine, you have to fight back. If I was in there, if I was president, if I was prime minister, if I was running Western countries, big Western countries, I've already said this many times, I would have put troops into Ukraine first, and I would have said to Russia, come on then, come in, we'll fight to, you know, end the world here, we'll end the world right here. That's what you have to do. That's what you have to do. I read an article yesterday in Politico talking about how Biden and Schultz were really leading this, like, drip, drip response in terms of backing up the Ukrainians, in terms of arming the Ukrainians, because they were scared of the nuclear threat when it came to Russia using nuclear weapons. I wouldn't have been scared. As soon as I saw those troops building up on the border, I would have said, you're right, okay, they're coming in, we go in first. And Ukraine, they're going to invite us in, and they're going to say, please invade our country before the Russians do. And I would have invaded, and I would have said, okay, the red line's here. Come on in. Come on in, and let's end the world. And the Russians would not have gone in. They wouldn't have gone in. And even if they do go in, okay, then end the fucking world. And it wouldn't have ended the world. But fight there. Fight there. Because at some point, you have to do that. At some point, you have to put the troops in and you have to go okay not past this line you're not coming past this line and by the time that point arrives Russia's already taken a bunch of countries they've already you know they've already pushed through you know they they've already established great defensive uh positions they've already you know been at war for many years and their whole economy has been focused on war. It's a war economy. So look, assume, look, fucking Ukraine is that line. It's not NATO countries. It's not. You that line. And it should have been done. But Biden was so scared, and Schultz and other leaders were so scared. Leaders. It's a fucking oxymoron. They were so scared of Putin's nuclear threats that, you know, they let it happen. They let Russia go in, and then they just tried here and there, you know, to keep it in this kind of area. Like, Russia can be in there invading, but not all of it. They can't take all of it, but they can be kind of... It's uh, Yeah. You got these fucking cowards. They're such cowards. It's all like immediacy. This is why the West loses wars. This is why the Freedom Club loses fucking wars. It's all about like immediacy, you know? Like, oh, the next election. What about the fucking budget? What about the fucking 
budget. It's it's so short-sighted. And dictatorships, they do have the advantage. Well, they don't fucking have to give a shit about any of this. They want to fucking take a country. They just go take a country. They just go and do that. And they don't have to worry about all of these different opinions. Thousands of opinions of the elite and the sub-elite. There's these fucking elitists and sub-elitists. You know, that top crust of power and influence. And then just, well, quite far below that. But yeah, still in there. It's This is why we fucking lose. It's why the West loses. Go in there and you don't get the fucking job done. Because you don't do enough. You don't do enough. And then you got lots of cowards in the media. He start turning. And you got politicians who start turning when opinion turns. Opinion. A fucking opinion. Short-sighted fought. It really is. Terrible. It's terrible. It it makes me angry. The amount of support Ukraine should be getting should be fucking all of it. You give it all. As much as they need. Not drip, drip. Not fucking, okay, this type of gun and this kind of crappy tank. And okay, we, we'll give you a fighter jets in two years. At some point, but you can't use them for this. Can't use them for that. Don't use those fucking, you know, missiles we gave you for for anything that would actually really help stop this invasion. The amount of limits that have been put on Ukraine as well. They give them the weapons, but they say, you can't fucking do this shit with it. Give everything to them. And win it in an afternoon. Just fucking go fully in. And you still, you say to Russia, look, do you want your entire country destroyed? Because we can do it. And yeah, you got some fucking nukes and you can take out our country as well, maybe. But we've had it. We've had it. It ends here. It ends at Ukraine. That's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. And the most optimal, the best part, the best point to do that in, the best, best time to do that is the very beginning when they do the large-scale invasion. You go in first. But that was a opportunity missed. And that was that well, that would have won it. It really would have. But beyond this point, you don't give up. You don't cry. You don't talk about, oh, Putin says that oh, we can negotiate. Fuck off, you dipshits. You, go, you, you, give, you give everything they need at this point. Everything they need... And you you scare the Russians back to Moscow. That's what you do. And you scare the Russians away. Okay, that's what you fucking do. Uh, Cowards. I've talked about fucking trans women before. I've talked about how I like girl cock. I love girl cock before on this podcast. And I do. I still like girl cock. I still love girl cock. Nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's a lot right with it as well. But recently, I've come to a realization. And that is that I do prefer pussy. I prefer pussy. Even with its drawbacks. Pussy has many drawbacks. There's a lot wrong with pussy. But there's a lot of right with pussy as well. And ultimately, I prefer pussy. 
I prefer the feeling of fucking pussy over ass. And I prefer pussy to dick. I do. To girl dick. Girl dick. It's fine. And there's stuff you can do with it you can't do with pussy. But ultimately, it's pussy. I prefer pussy. In my everyday, (laughs) day-to-day life, it's about, you know, preferring the pussy. It's, yeah, over the girl dick. It could change. It could change, but... um, And there's still a place for girl dick in my life. There there always will be. But, uh, yeah, I prefer pussy. I do. I prefer pussy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just wanted to get that out there. Sora has been released by OpenAI. This is the first time where I feel like people have truly felt the future and what it's going to mean, what it's going to be. With ChatGPT, it was almost at that point for, for a lot of people. And for some people it was. For some people, they they saw it. And, you know, I've, I've known about this, you know, way before ChatGPT, way before these things. But ChatGPT, ChatGPT was a big moment. It was a moment. It was a, it was a step on that path, a real one. But Sora is something different, different entirely. It's a magnitude we're talking about. We're talking about magnitudes here. When we're talking about Sora and the the effect and the the way people have now really seen what's coming and is already here. Because it's already here. It exists in little teams that are working on it. Secret teams that are testing it, you know, and finding the points where... (laughs) You know, oh look, they, we've we, we've created a really realistic uh, man, forty-four-year-old man, putting his cock up a four-month-year-old baby. Uh, oh, oops, <laughs> can't release this yet, can we? But it exists, man. It's there. It's real, and people see that now, and they see that okay. A year from now, it's not going to be a one-minute thing, and it's not going to be, you know, there's not going to be those slight issues coming up every now and then. It's going to be perfect. It's going to be, it already is pretty much, pretty much indistinguishable from reality. But the pretty much is going to be taken away. It just will be indistinguishable. That's what will be left. And the world changes in a way that, you know, there there's so many consequences of this. They've killed reality. <laughs> They've killed reality. And for people thinking like, oh, maybe they'll put a watermark on it. Put a fucking watermark on it. Watermark. There'll be no fucking watermarks. There will be the AI that is, you know... It's not the official authorized 
this is the one everyone's supposed to use. No, it won't be that. People will use those ones, but uh, naughty people, people who want to get up to fucking some shenanigans, they'll be using the ones on the dark web. They'll be using the fucking, ah, just download this. You download this, and it might not even be on the dark web. It just might might be on the fucking clear net as well. You download this, get this onto my computer, and suddenly I can make whatever I want. No watermark. Crime. (laughs) This is a great thing for crime if you're a criminal, because video evidence, photographic evidence now, visual and audio, you know, now, it's gone. It's gone forever. You can't use this. You can't use a video of some woman being raped in the street or a murder or a robbery or what. You can't use the video to argue your case in court. Like, hey, look, we got it on video. No, videos don't matter anymore. (laughs) Videos don't exist anymore. Reality has been killed. The capturing, not reality, but the capturing of reality has been killed. Ten years ago, you took a video of something. 99.99999% of people would be like, yeah, this is a video of that thing. You know, obviously. I mean, it would cost millions, a lot of money to do that. Maybe in Hollywood they could do it, but yeah... Yeah, you'd need a whole fucking team, a whole fucking company to do it. And I don't think that's what's going on with this guy in this video over here. This girl in this video over here. But this is now it's very different. Now it's just like, okay, there's a video. It could be real. It's possible it's real. But there's also a possibility that is a big possibility. It's fake. It's AI. It, it never existed. The capturing of reality has been killed. And that's not coming back. It's not coming back. We have crossed that bridge. Okay? We have walked that bridge. And we are coming to the end of that bridge. Okay? The river is behind us. Almost. And we're on a new land. And it's a new world. And people are really seeing that now more than ever. ChatGPT was cool. It was a moment. It was a big moment. But Sora is is really, it, it's it. You know, it's the moment people will look back on and like, okay, this is when the capturing of reality died, was killed. It was killed. And there'll be other big moments. There will be. Ten years from now, like, it's, the, it, the, the time scales are incredible with AI. Because ten years ago, to let's say like 2020 2019 2009 let's do this okay, 2009 to 2019 there's not that much change we went from a real cool iphone to a okay slightly better iphone that's it there was no gigantic revolution in technology in the things we use anyway in the in the world, it, it, there wasn't any true transformations. You know, tw- 2010, 2020. If you, <laughs> I don't know why I'm using 2009, 2019, because I fucking want to. All right, and I will continue to. 
Social media from 2009-2019 is pretty much the same. The internet, pretty much the same. Technology, the technology we use, pretty much the same. That 10-year period. But the 10-year period from 2023, 2024 to 2033, 2034, 2033-2034, it's going to be a different world. And depending on how things go, like, okay, we might not be here. The world might not be here, or it might not be, uh, you know, the way we see it today. The apocalypse, the AI apocalypse could have happened. Or just like, like everyone's going to be on universal basic income. There's going to be a, a very small group of trillionaires at the top. Or, you know, they might as well be trillionaires. There'll be no middle class. There'll be no professionals and, and all this stuff. There'll be, very, there'll be a very limited number of specializations. But then everyone else would just be like, I can't fucking show my asshole. This is my asshole. It's a real human asshole. Give me some fucking tokens. Give me some coins. And everyone will just be in a reality show. That'll be it. That's the end state. That's the end state. This is the end of history. You remember that prick who wrote the book, The End of History? It wasn't the end of history. But this might be. This might be the end of history, culturally, anyway. We've crossed the bridge. It's just going to keep getting worse. It might be the end of history culturally, but you know we're not we're not at the end end end. But we are in a a dark place. There's no turning around. The windows are sealed. The doors are sealed. We're not getting out unless we blow up the room. Yeah. Dark days ahead. Great days. Great fun days ahead as well. The disintegration of culture, of art, of humanity. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. It really is. A lot of fun days ahead. A lot of dark days, but they're going to be fun days depending on how you look at it. And look, I'll be fine. I know what to do. But there are billions of people. Who won't know what to do. And uh, suicides are going to go through the fucking roof, man. Suicide and slow suicide. I see these videos on TikTok every now and then. Of like these girls and these guys. And a lot of it is girls as well, surprisingly. I see. And they're talking about rotting, you know. Talking about rotting in their bed. And that's what they do. They rot in their bed. Everyone's going to be rotting. In their beds. If they even have beds. Yeah, that's what it's going to be. Going forward. And I'm here for it. Mm. Something else that I'm getting on TikTok lately is uh, weight loss like inspiration videos. And it's, um, it's anorexia. It's anorexia inspiration really that's what it is and a lot of them they have you know k-pop idols and a lot of the k-pop idols they have are the skinniest of the skinny and top of her class and top of the world in that area is uh jang Wan young 
and they got Jan Mon Young, and they got pictures of how skinny she is, and they're they're quite brutal. They're like, okay, you want to cry about it, whatever. Fuck you. The next slide is like, fuck you. Go and <laughs> go and do a hundred setups, a hundred push-ups, a hundred fucking squats, and don't have more than five hundred calories a day. Don't have more than 300, 200, 100 calories a day. You want to be skinny. You want to be skinny. You really want to be skinny. Then shut the fuck up and be skinny, you fat bitch. They're quite brutal. And I keep getting... The thing is with TikTok, like, you you, you look at a few videos and they just keep giving you the same thing. All right, I'm interested, but I don't want to keep seeing it, really. But I do... When I see them, I slide across and I see them, and I even save some. But then I just keep getting the same videos, these these weight loss videos. TikTok now thinks I'm like a thirty-year-old girl who's bulimic, and yeah, I'm not. But that's what TikTok currently thinks I am. <laughs> so it keeps showing me these videos. Poor children, they really are poor children. Look, they they've always been this way, but they've they've definitely increased in number. Things have always been this way, but they've got worse, much worse. And they've got more systemic, systemized, you know, by K-pop. The growth of K-pop around the world and the growth of eating disorders, they 100% cholera, 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 correlate, they do. And so, like, there's no studies on this as well. You don't hear about studies on this. And I've searched before. And there's no real, like, studies about, okay, the growth of K-pop globally and the domination of the K, or all of the K shit, K drama, K pop, K culture, you know, K culture as a whole, and young children sticking their fingers down their throat and puking up all their food they just ate, being anorexic, being fucking bone thin. They got to do studies on this because I am 100% sure that there are many children that are sick, millions of children maybe, that are sick around the world today because of K-pop, because they see Jean Somi with her big perfect tits and her teeny tiny waist. And they go, I want to look like that. I want to look like that. And they don't eat. They don't eat because that's the only way to be that because she doesn't fucking eat. And they see Jang Won Young, and they see her perfect plastic face, and her teeny tiny waist, and they go, I don't fucking be like that. I want to fucking, you know, I want people to see my bones when I walk down the street in my skirts. I want people to see my fucking, the bones of my ass in my mini dress, in my mini skirt, you know. It's horrible. It's not horrible. I feel for them. I don't really feel for them, but... You know, if I did have those kind of emotions, I'd feel for them. I would. Yeah. It has to be stopped. K-pop. K-drama. K-culture. It has to be contained. has to be contained. For a while. For a while. Every ten years, it comes out for a few months and then goes back in. That's the way it should be. I'm currently on the eight countries for my special mission of visiting every country in the world. <clears throat> this is an important point in this journey, this special mission. 
this goal I have to visit every country in the world. Because 58 is my favorite number. And my 58th country was the Philippines. I didn't, like, fucking... I did plan it to be the Philippines, but it wasn't, like, a a meaningful connection to the Philippines and 58. 58 is my favorite number, but I didn't think, you know what? <laughs> Gotta go to the Philippines. Make Philippines my 58th country, because 58 is my favorite number. It wasn't like that. But the thing is, like, 58, in my mind, it is my favorite number. And... <laughs> I, I've kind of, there's two separate things. One hand, on this hand over here, I'm feeling like, oh yeah man, I visited 58 countries. That's over a quarter of the world done. Well over a quarter of the world done. And yet, it's like, fucking, on the other hand, over here, on this hand, over there, right here, here, is that I'm also experiencing this feeling of, I gotta get 59 now, right, right fucking now, like 60, because I gotta get away from the number of 58, I gotta get deeper into it, uh, I don't want it to become like a, okay, we can stop here for a while, it can't be like that, uh, and that's the way I'm feeling, I'm feeling like, ah oh, yeah, 58, and also like, 58, come on, let's, Let's keep going. Keep going. Don't stop on 58. Come on. Keep going. And that's how I'm feeling now. The, the last few years of travel have been incredible. And I really love me. And I love the way I do things. And I love the fact that I have, you know, I've sped things up in terms of of travel. In a lot of cases, I don't spend, you know, weeks and months in, you know, the countries I, I go to anymore. They are like, okay. Some days here, enough to see, and it really is the right amount, and I get the right amount of, and I get to, and I do everything I need to do, that's the important thing. If I go to a country for two days or three days, I still do everything I feel like I want to do and need to do in that country when I'm there, everything I need to do and want to do, and I just love it, man, I love it, and then I still have these longer periods of of travel you know i just love the way i do things but there is a a feeling of accomplishment at visited 58 countries man that's a lot that's fucking a lot it really is uh but there's more to go there is more to go and i gotta get them done i gotta get them fun i gotta get them fun gotta get them done and you all know that I love, you know, the bunker life. I love my hermit existence as well. Uh, the duality of great world-spanning adventures and literally only going outside to get groceries. That's <laughs> literally the like. I I only go outside to get groceries, and then sometimes. I do like a special trip for a specific reason in the UK or I go to the dentist and when I'm when I'm at the dentist you know I'm in I'm in central London and I go and do some stuff go to an art gallery do things like that um, and enjoy the city of London but mainly 
when I'm in the UK, what the UK? I hate calling it the UK as well. Whose kingdom is it? It's my fucking kingdom. And yet, so many people here don't recognize that. And they're wrong. They're wrong. When I'm in England. When I'm in England. Um, yeah. Because I want the UK to break up. I want it to be destroyed, disintegrated. A trillion pieces. <laughs> they're trillion pieces. They're trillion pieces. The Warring Kingdoms. Or the British Isles. We all know this. Anyway, when I'm here, mainly, I am, you know, in the bunker. That's what that's what I'm doing. I'm working. I'm working out. I'm eating. I um yeah, I'm doing these things. That's what I'm doing mainly. And when I'm traveling, I'm fucking traveling. Greater than anyone travels. I mean the planning and the beauty of the planning. It's fucking art. It's art and it's science. It's art and it's science. It really is. It's art and it's science. Yeah. But I've only been back now a little over a month, and I'm starting to get fucking angst. You know, a bit of angst, some angst within me to to get out there and get Country 59. Gonna get back out there, get Country 59, 60, 61. I'm gonna get up to 70, definitely, this year. Going to get 12 new countries done. Last year, I got 20 new countries done. I may go over. I may change that goal, depending how I feel uh, this year. Uh, I may I may extend it and get more countries done. But uh, I definitely want to get more. I definitely want to get 100 countries by the time I'm 35. And I'm 32 now, so there's plenty of time for that. Uh, and I don't really... Sometimes I have these these goals like attached to age and and stuff like this and numbers um it just depends it depends how i feel and how i want to do it and one of those goals is um 100 countries by the time i'm 35 because i want it i want it like that i want it like that i do and i've I've never said i'm trying to be the youngest to visit every country uh that's not going to (laughs) happen There's already younger people who have these tiddly titty poo-poos um, have visited every country, you know, thrown on planes by their parents and uh, tortured that way. Fun torture for them, but still, give the child a chance to decide for himself what he wants to do, what she wants to do, you know? But they just they chasing a fucking chasing a fucking silly record that would only would only is only going to be beaten by some other by some other cunt at the same by some other tit by some other fucking you know yeah but I I do want uh and I love the way I do it you know I love I really love the way I do it I want a hundred though I want a hundred by thirty five. And then beyond that, then, of course, get every country. Anyway, I'm feeling angsty. 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 I'm fucking full of angst right now. Uh, about getting getting, getting in more countries. Quickly. Like, now. I want them now. I want, them, I want more in my bag. I need more. Yeah. Alright, fun stuff. Fun stuff. 
Fun stuff. My religion is a beautiful thing. The Church of Brad is a beautiful thing. More than ever, it's really... Uh, it's meaningful to a lot of people, more than ever, in these times. These times of the apocalypse, the, the oncoming, the incoming, soon-to-be destruction of the entire world. It means a lot, and it's always meant a lot to me and my sons. And lots, lots of people, but now more than ever, really seeing more and more people come to me. And the Church of Brad, of course, is also a platform for my creativity. I have written stories, lots of stories. I love writing, and AI isn't going to change that. AI isn't going to take that away from me. The Church of Brad is a religion. It is. It's a... It's a healing center for people to come and be healed. And it's also a creative platform. And I'm writing lots of stories recently. And I'm currently writing a series. It's called The Line Wars, The Tropics. And I'm also writing another short story. It's, it might turn into a fucking, you know, something more than that. I have already written a novel that I kept for myself. I think maybe, I think, the way I'm going with it is that it's called Funk 58. And I love the title, Funk 58. The way I'm going with it. Again, my favorite number, 58. And the word funk is in there as well. The way I'm going with it is that right now it's turning into a fucking novel. It is. Uh, I don't think it will be one you know, released as one novel, but I will be releasing for download for free an ebook with part of the story of Funk 58. It will be the first part of something. Maybe it will be a series of longer short stories. And it, yeah, so that, that could be the way it goes. I'll decide how, how I feel as, as it goes. But it will be released... It will be released uh, next month in March for free. You go download it. Go to thechurchofbrad.com and download the ebook uh, and enjoy. Enjoy it. It's it's great. All my writing's great. It really is. It truly is. Uh, it's all great. It really is. It truly is. And the line was the tropics. A woman has been chopped up. A woman called Miss Haley chopped up and her bones stored in a safe it's very gruesome and uh, really fun to write as well and that's available for free as well you go to churchofbrad.com these beautiful things you gotta become a member of the church of brad what are you doing if you're a member of another religion i mean what are you doing what are you doing become a member of the church of brad become a member of the church of brad Become a real believer in the truth, the real truth, not the fake truth. All right. All right. Dancing to the rhythm
having my breakfast. I'm going to drink my juice. My smoothie. Smoothie juice. <laughs>